0: I'm Don, And I'm Colleen. And this is Austin and the A-Train. Alright, welcome back. So, this week we are looking at the 2009 BBC miniseries of Emma.
1: Yay! I like the Amazon summary, which is just, Ramola Garai is Jane Austen's fickle heroine, convinced she is good at matchmaking but unaware she is playing a dangerous game that might finally force her to grow up. Why do they keep making it sound like she's gonna get someone murdered? Yeah. This is a comedy. (laughs) Like, what? Like, nobody even really comes close to dying. I find
0: it very strange. The other thing, too, is so, with Emma, um, with these like BBC miniseries is there were a bunch done in the '90s, but this one was actually done in like 2009, so it's fairly recently, mm-hmm. about
1: 10 years old. Yeah, right. Which is kind of funny. There, it, I think there was one done in like the '80s, in it or yeah, it was either either the '80s or the '90s, but that one was a little bit longer.
0: I actually saw, and Eve. it didn't
1: look as good. <laughs>
0: So, this is a little trivia from I, the, the source is IMDb. So, in 1995, BBC had already commissioned Sandy Welch to write the script for an Emma miniseries. So, Sandy Welch is mm-hmm. the screenwriter for the miniseries that we just was. However, Miramax and also Meridian were producing their own movies for cinema and television, respectively. So, the BBC canceled its own project, and then more mm-hmm. than ten years later, it was revived. So, actually, this was uh, supposed uh, to be a part of that kind of whole uh, Jane Austen 1990s revival. However... Uh, Oh,
1: there we go. The it seems that, out.
0: or at least they wanted Sandy Welch to do that, but because of trademark and rights, it wasn't able to yep. do that. And timing. All right. So, any first. So, this is a four-part mini that you can purchase one episode at a time for two ninety-nine at Amazon dot com, or you can watch, or you can buy the full thing for seven bucks. Save. I think I binged it,
1: like because I think you could get that like free trial for. What, what was it? It was like BritBox or something and I was just like, ooh, I'm just gonna binge all of it." It's like four episodes and they're all 45 minutes so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna binge all of these in like two days before the, the trial's even over. It was like mm-hmm. a week-long trial. And I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll just binge it all. I'll just do the trial and then cancel it.
0: Oh, I own it now. I'm glad I liked it because I just now own this miniseries. Right, on I was like, account. I was
1: like, but what if it sucks? <laughs> but I probably will just buy it now because I, I really liked it. It reminded me of a Regency England, like Gilmore Girls. Like, I got like that kind of vibe from like the dialogue. Because so, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but like. Gilmore Girls is like I feel like everybody who's watched Gilmore Girls at like a dark time or like a sad time in their life, it's like they're a comfort show. So like for me, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, this gives me like wholesome Gilmore Girlsy vibes because despite what the description says, the stakes are not that high.
0: Yeah, not really, except for me, <laughs> except for Harriet. But even yeah, Harriet,
1: yeah, except for like, isn't a like, Harriet. Thing. Yeah, except for Harriet, and like I mean, Jane is like. Kind of sickly, but other than that,
0: anyway. So first, all right. So kind of first impressions for you. So you said you said that it would kind of gave you like this Gilmore Gilmore Girl esque yes. vibe.
1: Yes, um, I really liked it. Um, I loved the different cutaways, There, were, at several points there were, like, different cutaways to, like, Emma's imagination and, like, how she would romanticize, like, hearing about things that happen to people, like, when Mr. Dixon, like, rescued Jane from falling off the cliff or whatever and, mm-hmm. like, Emma's imagination of, like, how it must have happened and... Uh, Or, like, when Harriet was rescued from the gypsies uh, by, what's his face Frank Churchill, and how she romanticized that. So I really liked how we got to, like, peek into Emma's mind that way. And I also loved how they built up the feelings that Mr. Knightley had towards Emma, uh, just, like, with the... Oh, who's going to be the mistress of, like, Mr. Like, who's going to be Mrs. Knightley or the mistress of what, whatever the name of his house is? I forget. Uh-huh. Whatever that was. Uh, so I, do, I really enjoyed it.
0: I do have to say, I kind of, because the narrator of Emma is very much focused on Emma Camp. Mm hmm. So I kind of liked the fact that this one, you weren't always completely on Emma.
1: Yeah, I like that. And there was the same thing with the Pride and Prejudice miniseries, too. So I liked. I really yeah, liked that.
0: I kind of like being able to like see these like the different conversations between the characters because I feel like with a lot of Jane Austen novels, it really is kind of about the happy villagers.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: So it's like oh, like
1: yeah. I also liked the, if, the focus on Mrs. Bates too, on Miss Bates rather.
0: Yes, yeah, and I thought it was. I actually, so I actually really did enjoy this miniseries, and I felt like it very much humanized emma in a way which is kind of a weird thing to think about like Mm -hmm. and it humanized her in the sense of like because usually it's like at least the way that she can sometimes kind of read and like can sometimes kind of like present herself in other forms of like tv shows and even like even in like clueless um Like, share is a little bit like this where it's like, ah, practically perfect in every way. Whereas, like, all right, Emma thinks of herself that way. Like, her father thinks of herself that way. Like, but Mm -hmm. other, like, that, no, she's still a person. So I felt like, even like in the beginning of the first, like, her, like, playing with the dolls under the, like, the tablecloth. I
1: thought thought that was so funny with the, the, playing with the dolls under the tablecloth.
0: Yeah. The other, like, kind of interesting thing that i thought they did is because the parallels between jane fairfax
1: and frank churchill and emma
0: Emma are usually not kind of played up like it's like yeah
1: i've yeah i liked how they did that how like they're all interconnected because like i i didn't like you kind of like notice it a little bit when you read the book but it's not as highlighted as it is so, I really liked that, especially how they start everything off with: they're like, here are three kids. Out of all of them, Emma was the luckiest, even though her dad is super overprotective. And after he loses his wife, when his daughters are really young, he becomes really nervous all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and it's almost like. They also, I also like how they played up the caricatureness of like Miss, of Mister Woodhouse in the sense mm-hmm. that like he didn't want cake at the wedding and like he was always like yeah worried. And then like it seems like that they really like kind of delve into the humanity of these characters, which a lot a lot of these period pieces don't really do.
1: Yeah, they're always just like these silly little people.
0: I like the humanity of it, like because. I feel like a lot of the reasons why people don't exactly like period pieces is because mm-hmm. it is—it feels very, very stuffy. Like the children, yeah. like Emma's nieces and nephews, were definitely
1: like they were children. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Especially, like, and you're right, like, seeing little Emma, like, play with her dolls and hear Mrs. Bates' letter about, like, Jane did this and Jane did that. Like, you also, like, kind of get how Emma, like, is the way that she is. Where she's like, ugh, like, I don't want to hear about Jane anymore. not so about me. I'm right here. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm cool, too.
0: Yeah, and, like, kind of, like, how, like, okay, Emma doesn't like to read, and it's, like, highlighting, like, well, Jane Fairfax has read over a hundred titles, like...
1: Yeah, and then she's, like, well, okay, fine, well, you know what, I'm gonna read all of these books, too. And she does not <laughs> then Yeah, and then she does it. I was just, like, oh, I feel seen and attacked right now. Okay, guys. Mm-hmm. I saw, like, one review on Amazon. It was a really long review. Um, it was, like... It was like the top review for this mini series, but yeah. I thought it kind of hit the nail on the head. So I'll like, uh,. Uh, try to gloss it over. So it was like, as a devout Jane Austen fan, I found this version to be a delightful adaptation from one of my less favorite Jane Austen novels. I did not enjoy the book as much as I did the other no- novels and did not like the Gwyneth Paltrow movie version as much. Um, the chemistry is palpable uh, between Mr. Knightley and Emma, and um, it also talks about how this Emma is charming, beautiful, and clever, but with her flaws and the the chemistry in the Highbury ball scene, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. Um, the support cast is wonderful, and so are the music and the costumes and locations, and I enjoyed the book, but I loved, loved, loved the miniseries, and honestly, like, I felt the same way. That's what I really like about these miniseries, is I feel like they basically, like, take the book and they just, like, bring it to life on the screen.
0: They did that a little bit less, because I felt like this was still its own entity.
1: That's true, I felt, yeah, that's true.
0: Whereas I felt like the Pride and Prejudice miniseries was definitely more of a
1: that's true it was like a copy and paste all right this is everything as it happened exactly
0: which is why even though i did like it it felt the bbc's miniseries like felt a little for the 1995 pride and prejudice felt a little dry Mm -hmm. whereas this one definitely had felt like it had a little bit of life into it Mm -hmm. and i felt i also like how they depicted harriet because
1: yeah oh harriet
0: like i think they had her be like she wasn't like completely dumb, yeah she's she just wasn't... like a lost
1: little lamb.
0: yeah, and well, like she's very, very cute. like yeah she's
1: very cute and she like she she's just like this cute little girl who doesn't really have very high self-esteem and then she meets Emma and Emma's like
0: or even high expectations. yeah, or
1: like high expectations and then she meets Emma and Emma's like this like larger than life person who's like has all this confidence and she's yeah. like i've never had anybody who is as good a friend to me as you and oh my god that scene where emma's just like i've been such a bad friend to you i'm so sorry about and like emma's apologizing for everything that happened with mr elton she's like i'm so sorry i've been a terrible friend to you Mm-hmm. I like I, I feel awful. And Harriet's like, No, you've been the best friend I've ever had. What are you talking about, Emma? And Emma like is like crying. She's like, I've been horrible to you. Stop complimenting me. I was like I was like oh about to cry too, because I was like, Oh, I'm so sad, Harriet.
0: And I also Harriet, like no. So at, like with Harriet's birth too, is I feel like so even though a major part of the plot point is, like, Harriet is, like, for different terms of it, like, she is what was called then called the natural daughter, or, like, an, my least favorite term of all time, an illegitimate child, like, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I feel like they, like, showed the dramatics of it, like, no, Emma, like, she doesn't have these kind of prospects,
1: like. Yeah, and then Emma is just like, no, she's my friend, so she's good enough. And I was like, I think that's part of the reason, I think that's something that I, I I don't know if it, I don't know if it was in the original or if I just kind of superimposed it because I wanted to believe it was there in the original, but I feel like Emma was always like, no, she's my friend and therefore she is like, she has the same prospects that I do.
0: Well, the argument I think is is that like, well, she like her father clearly pays has paid for her education for this son, so Mm -hmm. like, and all of these wants and needs.
1: Yeah, and then yeah, and then like the actual logistics of it were brought up in her actual argument in the mini series with Mister Knightley, and I was like, yes, Emma, you Mm -hmm. tell him. I was actually on Emma's side in that argument in the miniseries, and I feel like in the book I was on Mister Knightley's side, where I was like, maybe she shouldn't have said anything.
0: But at the same time, Um, like see like because I always have like a soft spot for ha- I do really have a soft spot for Harriet and for mr yeah. Bar- Robert Barton because I yeah I love a good underdog
1: story you know? oh I do too but like at the same time I uh, at the same time I I don't know because I mean you could also I mean in the book they kind of built up Harriet's thing for like crush on Mr. Knightley a lot more whereas in the miniseries it kind of seems like Harriet was just like, well, Mr. Martin was, like, the first guy to ever give me attention, so shouldn't I just say, like, what do I do? Do I say yes? Do I say no? What do I do? And I I still stand by what Emma said, where she is like, don't say yes just because you're flattered that somebody likes you. Say yes because you actually want to. Welcome to, this is the section we call, Colleen gives random love advice based off of Jane Austen novels. Yeah,
0: that's, not terrible like it's better than i don't know it's better than some other like be astounded be happy when your boyfriend sleep watches you while you sleep like
1: yeah head for the hills and please run away oh my god can we talk about mrs bates because i feel like I feel like yeah. watching the miniseries I have a better understanding of what happened to Mrs Miss Bates. I keep saying Mrs Bates, but like her, the whole thing is she's not married.
0: Yeah, cuz I feel like I kind of like how especially they kind of built up like to be looking yeah. they like it was always like these like quick glance shots at Miss Bates being like Ugh.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so sad. Yep. So the first, so the whole mini series uh, for anyone who is interested in watching it, or maybe like didn't get a chance to watch it, and is just here to hear lo- us ladies chat. The first episode is the uh, little blurb is the rich, independent, kind-spirited Emma Woodhouse does not need to marry, but nothing delights her more than matchmaking those around her. She persuades the pretty Harriet Smith that she is too good for her suitor, the farmer Robert Martin. And encourages her to set sights higher but close family friend mr knightley warns emma that her meddling will cause great pain to both robert and Harriet. see that's accurate causing great pain accurate saying it's like fatal that's not accurate nobody nobody's gonna die will they be heartbroken yes but nobody nobody's gonna die guys calm down nobody
0: will die
1: nobody dies in emma
0: I think that's why like some people like are put off by Jane Austen is cuz they want like the stress it's like I don't know <laughs> like I my don't, life's I kind don't of stressful know. enough my life is <laughs> stressful. Also... I don't read
1: Jane Austen to be stressed out. If you want to be stressed out, go go read a Bronte sister novel.
0: But also, like, at the same time, like, Pride and Prejudice, the stakes were high. Emma is definitely very much, like, high society people doing high society things. High society things. people
1: being high society. Yes, exactly. It is It is the Gilmore Girls, where it's like, the stakes are high-ish. The, the, the stakes are high emotionally, but they are not actually high. No one's gonna starve. Exactly. Like, nobody is really gonna... Oh, Mrs. Bates might. But... Miss Bates oh. might. But, um... Oh my God! Ugh, that there is like one line. Uh, I'll get to it later. But uh, so sad. Um, so the first episode is really just establishing like who Emma is and like the dynamic between, and, and they really build up the relationship between Emma and Mr. Knightley and how they all they've always gone like back and forth and like have side bets. And this version of Emma, I, it, it's not so much. It's not so much that she, about, like, the meddling with people, but, like, finding out that she's, like, good with people as opposed to being good at, like, different things, like Jane Fairfax, the person that she's basically been compared to her entire life. So I thought that was an interesting thing.
0: What I also liked about her relationship with Mr. Knightley, because they are so close and because they are, they're technically, they're in-laws, is I think sometimes Mm -hmm. people, like, It can be... Not... Because they're not... They're not related, so it can be, like, questionably... I think it's one of those, like, questionably incest. Yeah, where it's just like... Yeah. But I felt like like they did a good... They did a really good job of establishing, like, the relationship as old friends. Because the way they talked was not the way that a brother and sister would talk. It was very much a way that, like, old friends would talk, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Where it's like, they've been flirty since, like, they met...
0: Yeah, like, it's not this, like, oh, you married my sister. It's, like, nope, they've known each other since way before then, like... Yeah,
1: I agree. And... Uh, I also liked how they kind of build up how Emma's always kind of been thoughtless like she's not a mean person but she's just like not thoughtful in what she does like there's like one scene where she's walking with Harriet and Mrs. Bates like sticks her head out the window which can you imagine like just seeing somebody walk past your house and like sticking your head out the window being, oh oh Dawn Dawn come on in I just got a letter from from my cousin do you want me to read it to you? And I don't know. Why. I just like thought, thinking about that. I'm like, oh, that'd be so fun. But I, I can totally see why someone would be really annoyed with me if I did that off schedule. <laughs> like, no, no, not today, Colleen. You know, I normally visit you on Thursdays. It's not Wednesday when we normally record the podcast. Or I'm not it's talking like, about Jane Austen right now. <laughs> or it's even like,
0: it's just one of those of like, it's like people like who shove things down your throat
1: yeah and like they don't do it maliciously they're just like kind of annoying where you're just like I need a break from you oh my god yeah like I like or even those people who
0: like post updates to the countdown to whatever like big life event it is that they're having like Mm -hmm. I feel like it's usually weddings and babies. I feel like yeah. sometimes people will update like only seven hundred, only four hundred more days, and it's just like if it's four hundred more days, yeah. Why are you updating this about? Yeah, us? it's
1: like this is not that big a deal, but okay. Like, yeah, that's like Miss that's like a Miss Bates type of person. Like I it's one like.
0: thing if it's like up oh, less than a month away or like yeah. wow in six months. Like I get it, but it's like oh, yeah. four hundred. Like now it's only three hundred and. 391 days, and it's just yeah. like chill.
1: Yeah, one thing that was, chill. yeah, one thing that was sad that they kept bringing up about Miss Bates, and like they, they continue to bring it up, and it is like an accurate point is that like Miss Bates did start out in life like rich, and then like because she was single, she didn't like because she didn't marry, and she didn't like have, and like there, there was like, um, her, her other family members died, like Jane's parents died. And, like, she could have lived off of them, but she couldn't once they passed away, and she had to give Jane up, because um, she couldn't take care of them. Um, like, Miss Bates, like, I think Knightley put it, Mr. Knightley put it, that she, like, the longer she lives, the poorer she gets. And, like, the, yeah. just, like, the way he said that, like, um. so, fun fact about me, I briefly, um, I briefly interned at, like, an insurance company, just for, like shits and gigs um, in undergrad just because I wanted to say I had an internship and so like when you learn about insurance companies that is a something that happens and in, um, in with life insurance where you can get to a point where you could run out of money so there is actually a term in most life insurance policies where like you get to a certain age I think the age is like 100 where they'll just give you I think they like give you the money for it because like you probably didn't budget like and the the, the the thought process is like you probably didn't budget to live this long, Well and especially- which is really sad. But like whenever they brought that up in Emma, I kept thinking about that. I was like, oh, this is. So sad to think about because like this is before life insurance and everything like that. It was just like oh, yeah. it, it's so well, depressing. And like Mrs. Bates is the performance of Miss Bates is so good because she's just so cheery all the time, even though like she has to push her mother in in her wheelchair down a dirt road.
0: Ugh, yeah, and so it's sad. one of those like it felt like with Miss Bates it was like I'm gonna stay single so someone will take care of mom.
1: Yeah, which could have been Emma.
0: Yeah, which, no, in, like, uh, her sister, like, I think it's Anna?
1: Yeah. Or Isabella? I think think Anna.
0: We read the book, but the sister, like, does it they only dress it by... The sister's
1: not important. It's fine.
0: (laughs) I mean, I like her. No, it was Anne Taylor and Miss Taylor. It was Isabella Woodhouse. Okay. Even her sister is just like, yeah, Emma's gonna take care of Dad. Like, yeah, Emma's got married, gonna take
1: care of Dad. Yeah, exactly. I got married, yep. Emma will
0: take care of Dad.
1: I do think it's really interesting, like, the more you examine Emma, the more you realize there are all these different versions of what Emma could be. Yeah,
0: and I had never actually seen the idea of Emma becoming Miss Bates someday, yep. up until this version. Like, yep. I really kind of liked the idea of, like, especially, like, since they kind of for they foreshadowed, like, a bunch of Emma's
1: future... Yeah, future selves, especially... Well, I think it's all because of that, that conversation between Isabella Knightley and her husband where she's like, yeah, I got married and, and she's going to take care of dad. Like, that's just what it's going to be.
0: Mm-hmm. And, so like, it's funny that it's just, like, it's only Mr. Knightley that's just like, are you sure that she wants that life?
1: Like, Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Knightley is the only one who, who, like... I think that's the other reason why I like Emma and Mr. Knightley because they're, like, the only people who like, stand up for themselves in this book, or, like, stand up for others, really. Especially Mr. Knightley, because, like, as somebody... I I remember thinking this, like, because there's, like, this one scene where I think... Oh, what's her face? Mrs. Elton, Augusta Elton, is, like, basically trying to bully Jane Fairfax into, like, taking a specific job. Like, into, like, doing something that like, Mrs. Elton thinks that Jane Fairfax should do, and Jane Fairfax, like, sends Emma and, like, the rest of the the group, like, a save me, help me look, mm-hmm. and I just remember, like, whenever I see people with that look on their face, it, like, pains me, and I think that's one of the reasons why I like Mr. Knightley and Emma, because, like, as someone who doesn't, as someone who's like them and does not like being told what to do, you know, I... It, like, I don't like seeing other people being bullied into do thing, into doing things that they don't want to do. And it's, like, not in my nature to not say something about it. So, like, I feel like I also kind of relate to Mr. Knightley because he'll always be like, Emma, you're being a jerk. They don't, like, nobody said that Harriet wanted to do that. Why are you being a jerk right now? Or whatever.
0: The other thing that I kind of like about Mr. Knightley, like, and this mm-hmm. is kind of, is a lot of his takes seem to be almost this, like, and can be interpreted, especially if you're reading a book or, like, if someone's adapting it for some kind of, like, performance or even, like, through mm-hmm. the movie, of these, like, anti- of these, like, oh, but women must be women! It's, like, not, like... <laughs> because that like the giant fight which happens at the end of episode one between mm-hmm. Mr. Knightley and Emma about Harriet refusing Robert Martin is mm-hmm. it's just like oh like you think like you think women can't refuse marriage and he's like no you she can like you can refuse marriage but <laughs> I never she, said that <laughs> no but like it's one of those of like but this is one of her best options that she could have like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's so funny because Mr. Knightley's just trying to be perfectly reasonable and I was just like, "Well, I have to be right because I'm right. So shut up." Yeah.
0: And like, and it's almost like it's it's like Emma wants to be in second wave feminism but Mr. Knightley is in third wave feminism or something. <laughs> yeah, Mr.
1: Knightley is woke as hell.
0: He's like,
1: no, I view you as a person, which is why I'm doing this. Which is- Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so funny. I also think it's funny how in this version they made it way more obvious that, like, Mr. Knightley got involved in Mr. Martin's love life, just like Emma got involved in Harriet's love life. And then, Robert like, Martin which Emma, so like, kind of, yeah, right, he's so cute. Um, but then, like, Emma kind of calls him out on it, and she's like, you're just mad that my advice won, and yours didn't and he's like well that's not okay maybe that's part of it but that's not what I'm shut up
0: yeah it's like where like you. Ha- he has
1: that moment where like he stops for a second like, like if, if it was modern day he probably would have just said shut up you suck, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I also during that stupid fight, I also liked how, like, when Emma said men don't like girls who argue, it reminded me of when Mrs. Kim and Gilmore Girls says boys don't like funny girls, and I was just like, oh, oh, okay, Emma, all right. There, there was also something else that Mr. Knightley said where he says they're not your dolls, they're flesh and blood, and that reminded me there was like this college humor sketch. I forget what it was called, but it was about like couples doing what Emma's doing, where it was like setting up their single friends. And like, I think they, in this sketch, they literally like turned the like friends into literal dolls that they were trying to like match up because like the couple was like bored or whatever. And it was like, it was a really kind of creepy sketch that College Humor did, but it was like literally that, where like at the end, it was just like, no, they're your friends. They're not your toys. Go Mm -hmm. watch something on Netflix instead.
0: Yeah, or like, look, there's tons of dating sims online that are very inexpensive.
1: Right, like, guys, go play a video game together. Like, do something else.
0: May I recommend Stardew Valley?
1: Exactly. May may I recommend Stardew Valley, please? Oh my god. Uh, yeah,
0: because you have several dating options in Stardew Valley. In fact, you can date all of you can do there. You can date all of them all at once, but you they can. will get mad at you.
1: Ooh, that's awkward. <laughs> it's
0: a fun cutscene. Um, <laughs> back to Emma. Well, like, yeah. I also something that I actually really appreciated is they really built up this the meeting of Frank Churchill so much.
1: Mmm, they really did. And
0: even though, like, I've read the like I've read the book, like I've seen different like very I've seen. Yeah, I think I saw the Gwyneth Paltrow version. Um, before And I've seen Clueless. And even though you know what Frank F- Churchill's going to go, you're just like, but where's Frank?
1: Like, you're is like, for- what does Frank Churchill look like? And, he- like When's s- he
0: going to show up? Seeing the disappointment of Mr. Weston, like, each time, like, he didn't come for his wedding. Oh, like, so sad. He didn't come for, like, oh, we're going to throw this fancy dinner party. Like, yeah. I think that was one of the ones like at like oh, yeah. the end of like episode two. So you're just building, building up to meet mm-hmm. Frank Churchill. And you can see Emma once. Emma's probably like, I bet if anyone is the love of my life, it's probably Frank Churchill. And yep. then it's like, you finally mm-hmm. meet him. And it's just like...
1: Frank Churchill is oh. a tool. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, also, those moments where Mrs. Weston was just like, Emma, shut up. You're, you're upsetting my husband with your like completely justified outrage at how like Frank Churchill is upsetting him but like please stop bitching about this because my husband is about it's like borderline tears please stop I, I felt that because like I've totally like gotten upset about something like on behalf of, some, of someone else where I'm just like that's horrible like how could they do that to you and then like At first, it was just like, yeah, yeah, you're on my side. And then, like, you just keep going. And then, like, the other person gets more and more upset. And then you're like, but I'm sure it'll work out next time. Because now, like, the other person is, like, just getting more and more upset. And you're like, I'm sorry. I was trying to, I I was just, like, like, saying my feelings. And now you're more upset. And I'm, I'm sorry. Let me try to cheer you up, buddy.
0: Like, I felt, like, crappy for... Like you oh, feel you feel yeah. stinky or like crappy for Emma. Mm-hmm. But like for Mr Weston, it's just so devastating. Like this is what your oh, son, so who you sad. haven't seen in twenty years, has turned yeah. into this absolute it's so sad. nasty monster.
1: Yeah. Oh, when he
0: is so like sad. the nice he's like one of the nicest characters throughout the Yeah, entire Mr. Weston is the
1: sweetest person ever. And it's so it this story really does highlight how parallel their situations are because i mean like all of them their mothers died at such a young age right because like and and it's all
0: around the same time yeah
1: exactly which is like so it it, it's like you know about it in the book but like again like they changed the way the story unfolds for the miniseries and i think that's it does a really good job because i Mm -hmm. mean like you also see that like And I think Emma even talks about it with her father at one point, where she's like, yeah, no, Isabella and I are aware of how lucky and privileged we are that we were able to stay with our family. Like, you didn't have to send us away. Like, Miss Bates had to with Jane, so that way, like, Jane could afford to live and, like...
0: Yeah, or...
1: Yeah, or, like, like, you didn't have a family member take us away because you weren't trusted to take care of us like with frank churchill which
0: they should have just left Ugh. him with mr weston like Santa right uh, oh so
1: sad i i don't think that controlling aunt would have let him though
0: no and especially i hated the fact that it was like oh your own child we're changing their name like yeah to, oh
1: so bad so bad
0: which is like i mean yeah it's one of those things where like names mean things like they do yeah
1: oh so sad Mm -hmm. it's such a good way to tie it together though Mm
0: -hmm. but I do kind of so like and it just kind of highlights like what we've said before about like this version of Emma is normally like especially with the title of the book being Emma usually the story is focused on just her and like how Mm -hmm. she meddles in other people's lives where this is really definitely more about like the people of Highbury
1: yep Mm Mhm.
0: like and it's kind of, you had this, like, little, it definitely has this, like, little village feel in the sense, like, I think it's when, it's, like, early in episode one where it's, like, even, mistress is like, oh, you mustn't tell Emma about the sea, children cannot imagine what the sea is oh like. Oh my god, yeah, I
1: thought that was so, yeah, that's why I thought it was, like, Gilmore Girls, because you had all these, like, little wacky characters, yeah. but, like, there there is still, like, a layer of, like, humanism to them, where well, like, it's, like, yeah, they, like, Miss Patty on Gilmore Girls is super wacky, but like, I feel like I know a Miss Patty in my life. Mm-hmm. If you don't know a Miss Patty in your life, you probably are one. Well, it's
0: funny, like you say that, like with Amy Sherman Palladino's writing, is because um, I, so for those of you that don't know, my partner is Jewish, born and raised in like around the New York area, Jewish, and um, we couldn't, we could, we couldn't watch. Um, Mrs. Maisel together after a certain point because he oh, really? recognized too many of the characters. It was too real.
1: No, no, it's true though. It was like, like one of those yeah. like he's
0: like, no, I, I'm getting secondhand embarrassment because I see all of my relatives and my family friends in front of me right now.
1: Oh, it's what's really difficult. So I'm trying to listen to the podcast Maisel Goys right now, and like what's really frustrating about listening to that is because the two hosts are based in LA. And they're like, is this what being in New York and Jewish is like? Because they're neither of them are Jewish, and neither of them are from New York. And Mazel Goy is like, I'm from New York, so like, I, but I'm not Jewish. Like, I I'm from New York, so I at least like I've encountered these people before. Like, I grew up around these people, like people like this. I, I don't mean to say these people in like a derogatory sounding way. I apologize if it came across that way. Uh, like, I, I like I, I love M- M- Mazel. Anyway, like your point. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, my point is like, but like, it's so frustrating to listen to Maisel Goyes because it's like they're just like, is this what it's really like? I'm just like, you don't understand. Like you, yeah. It's so frustrating because like, well,
0: and I it, think it, it, what ugh. did it for me was one of the scenes where um, Susie and Midge are trying to get their favorite table at the diner.
1: Yes, exactly. And it's, and it's like, like, yeah, no, you this gotta is what it's like. like. <laughs> you do. You have, you have to move fast. And like, I also like, I mean, growing up in New York, I also didn't realize that that was like a New York thing. Cause I mean, I've lived there my whole life. So I'm just like, oh no, this is what it's like. Like you have to like dive to get your table or like just being on the subway and having someone like try to steal your seat or like try watch those hands, sir. Um. What are you doing? Why are you standing so close to me? I will try to cut your hand off. Like, please get away from me.
0: Yeah. Um. But it really, like, anyway, the point of bringing up, like, Mister Woodhouse saying, like, don't tell Emma about the sea, is the United Kingdom is an island. But like, people, people don't leave Highbury. Like, yeah. It's almost like this is small town. Like, you could almost yeah, put Highbury, like. In, like, upstate New York, or, like, Yeah, or, or, like, in New England. Yeah. Or in that the Midwest. That is what it's like to
1: live in a small town. Yeah, that is what it's like to live in a small town.
0: And it's almost like one of those, like, sometimes people are just like, Oh, if only Emma had more access to society, even though she likes being
1: in, like, this small
0: area of highbury. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I like that this, this version also touched on that a little bit, where it's like, Yeah, like, Emma doesn't get to travel much. Like, she doesn't want to, like, move or any or live somewhere else, but she doesn't want to travel somewhere. That one definitely, like, I definitely related to this version of Emma, like, a lot, because like, my parents didn't really travel that much growing up, and so like, like, I remember the first time I, like, went out of the country by myself and, like, they, like, freaked out but, like, I was paying for the trip all by myself, so, like, what were they gonna do? So, like, what were they gonna do? Like, not pay for my ticket? Tell me not to go? Like, I was an adult, and I bought the ticket myself, and I was paying for the hotel by myself, like, they couldn't do anything. But they, kept saying, like, are you sure you want to go to Iceland? Like, are you sure you want to do this trip? And I was just like, yes, just let me do this. God. So I related to that a lot. I also related to the, the one... What, what, there's, like, one thing that Isabel, Isabella says to her husband about, like, Emma getting married, where she's like, a husband might expect to tell Emma what to do, and she won't like that at all. And I was like, Oh! Okay, this is definitely what my family kept saying when before well, I got married. But okay, was, guys,
0: that's also like such a sister line. Like,
1: oh, it was such a sister line. But like, like my, only my family si- only totally your said like that.
0: siblings or like your cousins like can yeah. say shit like that about you.
1: Definitely. Oh yeah, only your family can say that about you. Nobody else.
0: Yeah, like that's like that's definitely so. Again, it just kind of highlights the reality. But yeah, it definitely like. I don't know, because, I, I, I mean, I just love happy villages. I think that's it. I yeah, just like little, little villages of village people. Story. <laughs> I, just, I just, like, want to watch a show where there's just a little village of people just interacting with each other. That's all I want.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: But I also like the fact that one of, like, actually, I really liked this interpretation of Mr. Elton, too. Oh,
1: uh, yeah, it he wasn't too pompous.
0: Well, he, no, he what? Because normally when I think of Mr. Elton, or at least in my, like, in the cinema, like, whenever I've read the book, mm-hmm. or have attempted to read the book, because there have been a few times when I try, would try to give it a reread and just couldn't, mm.
1: um,
0: Mr. Elton has almost been this, like, fat, middle-aged, like, kind of, <laughs> eh, kind of man, mm. like, not really that good-looking, like, but mm. he has status and money and would make Harriet a like if it is a gentleman and would like to uh, see I always assume
1: he's good looking and that's why Emma's like hmm yeah you'll do
0: <laughs> I guess so the Emma's like
1: looking out for her girl
0: where it's it's almost like Mr. Collins where he's almost like he was almost seen as an idiot
1: yeah I always but I, yeah I always like imagine his conduct that is very Mr. Collins like mm-hmm.
0: Where, or like it's just one of those of like he was so obsessed with the idea of Emma's painting. Like Harriet yeah. had to hold like that like awkward pot.
1: Like, oh my god, yeah, that was so awkward to watch. That was so it was cringy. so cringy.
0: But it was one of those like it was such like a physical comedy moment that like worked in some like it within the context of having like these like very witty banter like kind yeah. conversations. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. trying like you need, do not move like I am just like scolding Harriet for not sitting still while oh Emma paints her in this weird like way.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, so cringy.
0: And I think, like, also, like, some of, like, the physical, and him just being, like, when, like, they had to get roped into, the, like, the, the carriage, like, with the, like, mm-hmm. with Emma's brother with Emma's brother-in-law, the other Mr. Knightley, like, is. Oh my god,
1: he was such a little grumpy grump. I also love how all of Jane Austen's different types of characters are exact, they're all types of people that you have encountered in your life.
0: She, that Jane Austen, yeah, Jane Austen definitely, like, was someone who would just stare at people and just, like... Yeah,
1: where them. she would just, like, be out and about and, like, see a weird person. Like, she was, like, that writer who goes to a coffee shop and, like, overheard a weird conversation and was just like, oh, I'm gonna use that one. This mm-hmm. one's too weird, did not include... Alright, I'm gonna just jot that one down in my notebook, and thank you. That will be all for today, boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like there must have been people in Jane Austen's
0: life that was just like, hey...
1: Okay, is this me? What are you talking about? Your name is Church Frank Hill and I made him (laughs) Frank Churchill. Obviously they're not the same. Please stop talking to me. Um I don't live in Derbyshire. (laughs) Exactly. Your name is Fair Jane Fax, not Jane Fairfax.
0: Although, like, props to Jane Austen for always like making her <sighs> names like even Jane was a very common name that back then. So yes, it would have been common for many people to have been named Jane. But all of the Janes that like we see in her novels are not the main characters. So, but yep. they're like the it's characters nice. that people compliment the most.
1: Yeah, it's just like oh, like good for good for Jane Fairfax.
0: Yes, like, but it's one of those of like. So you wrote your names, you wrote the character, like, everyone loves Jane. Every Jane is so pretty. Like, you had to write the lines of how beautiful Jane was. Yeah. Like, and your name is Jane.
1: Yeah. Oh, god. Jane Austen. I love her. I love Jane Austen. <laughs> I would totally party with Jane Austen. I feel like she'd be a lot of fun. I know they say don't meet your heroes, but I would love to party with Jane Austen.
0: I would be too scared. Because I would she-
1: She would, like, know my number
0: and then write something, like, wickedly, like, witty, like, about me. Like, I
1: would would be really scary. I would love that. I feel like she'd just, like, stare into my soul and write a book about it. Mm -hmm. I would love that so much.
0: So kind of, like, coming back to, like, Harriet Smith, I think this, like, pairs, like, the wit with, like, kind of some of these, like, physical comedy. Yes. Because the other, like, we saw with, like, the kind of, like, weird pot-holding situation Mm -hmm. that she was that she had to, like, stay in for, like, a few hours was also, like, when they came up, they were, like, painting, like, the garden outside. Jane and Harriet, no, not Jane and Harriet. Uh, Emma and Harriet were, like, painting the garden outside, like, at Emma's house. And, like, Emma, like, so, emma has this like nice like little like portrait and it looks like something that's like you know like not like oh my gosh museum quality but like oh like lovely painting mm-hmm. and we can use like pan over to like harry's just like what do you yeah. think and it's just like a few smudges of watercolor yeah, and it's just
1: like oh harriet <sighs> you're
0: trying you're so pretty you're so pretty Harriet. <laughs> <laughs> you're yep. so nice and yep. so pretty
1: yup Yeah, but that's basically episode two. Emma continues her attempts to marry off Harriet and Mr. Elton, blah, 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 blah. Though uninterested in marriage herself, she is intrigued with a mysterious and elusive Frank Churchill, um, who she hopes to meet the first time at a village Christmas party. A few weeks later, the village gossip and speculation focuses on the arrival of Jane Fairfax and a large piano she has been sent by a mysterious admirer poor jane i i just feel so bad for jane because her her job is just third wheel for miss mr dixon and mm-hmm. his fiance
0: and after like and it's what that's also like another thing with like jane fairfax where like they did a really oh, good job of building up to meeting her and then you see her and you're just like
1: oh you're like that's jane oh she's just like she has such a small presence But, like, the actress did such a... I feel like the actress just did such a good job with that. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like when you're an actor, it's very hard to not... To, like, shrink your presence, if that makes any sense.
0: And, like, most people who become actors are not, like, the introverted, like...
1: Mm -hmm. They're usually, like, the big, like am I too much kind of personalities yeah. exactly exactly and she did such a good job at just, at just being very demure very like soft spoken
0: which is actually I think we sometimes forget this because we're viewing mo- like Emma is a modern film we're viewing it with modern mm-hmm. lens that would have been preferred yeah. at that time Like, someone who is so accomplished, but also is like, only spoke only speaks when spoken to, would have actually, like, that would have been the preference.
1: Well, I don't know, because, I I mean, it depends. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I feel like, I feel like dating in general is kind of like ordering dessert, where it's like, I mean, yeah, chocolate cake is great, but like, you can't give chocolate cake to someone who wants a fruit cup, Mm. or who wants ice cream. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you know... It's like, everybody has their preference. So, um... So, I don't know if that would have been preferred. I, I don't know, because I feel like I base all of my knowledge of, like, what what would have been preferred based, is based off of, like, period pieces. But, like, the more we look into this stuff, the more I'm like, wait, is that any of that actually correct? I don't know. Whenever we invent time machines, we'll have to find out. And then party with Jane Austen. And
0: this is also where we get to see episode three is when the ball happened, correct?
1: Oh yeah the ball. Oh my god. Oh my god. Can we talk about how how Frank Churchill is just the worst though? Because okay, one of the things, so we've already talked about, it. it's been well established on this podcast that Dawn and I are both musicians, right? And one of the things I can't stand is when people try to turn like the musician at a party into a jukebox. Oh. And that's like and like at the party like When they're like, oh, Emma, will you play something? And Emma's like, oh, sure. And she plays the, what was the song? It was like, oh, tell me where has your Highland Laddie gone? Mm -hmm. Or whatever it was. And she sings the duet with Frank. And Frank practically flaunts him flirting with Emma in Jane's face. Which, like, if you know that he's engaged to Jane, like, it just made me so mad. Because it was just like, so you're... <clears throat> oh my god it made me so mad and still like mad about it anyway um, but then he's like oh Jane you play something and Jane plays really well like she does a great job and even Emma's just like oh yeah she plays a lot better than I do and okay. Knightley's like shut up I'm listening <laughs> which I thought was really funny he was like shh I'm listening to the piano uh-huh. and then um, but then Frank is just like, "Oh, I think she can play like five more songs." And then like I really appreciated how like Mr. Knightley like stood up for her cuz like Jane Jane again, she's too sweet and like soft spoken to say like I can't play that many songs. That A lot, and I came here to party, not to play a concert. Yeah, and he's just like, "No, you're going to tire her out. That's not why she's here." But like, as a musician, that just annoys me when people are like, "Oh, so you can just keep going, right? You can just keep playing music while the rest of us like enjoy ourselves at this party, right?" Like that just "Mm, that bothers me so much.
0: Or even like, "Oh, we invited you because we knew that you would, yeah, ended up doing this." And Yeah, I (sighs) appreciated that, too, because, like, fives, like, especially, like, songs written back then, like, it wasn't, like, it was, like, intense, and, like, playing the piano is intense, so that would have been at least 20 minutes of her playing for something that she traveled to.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, like,
0: trying to socialize with people that she hasn't seen in 20 years.
1: Yeah, that's just, ugh, exhausting. Mm -hmm.
0: But, and it's just one of those of, like, no, like we wanted you and Jane to get together, like...
1: Yeah, exactly. We were...
0: Like, you guys have, like, that would have... Because it's one of those, like, that is definitely, like, a storybook romance of, like, the two children who were, like, orphans, Mm -hmm. but driven from their hometown, who come back to their hometown. Like, that... I mean, if Mm -hmm. there's a reason why Emma pushes for it, like... Yep. It's just, like, no, this is so... But it's also... It's one of those, like, it's such good storytelling, because, yes emma finally realizes like no i can't these people are people they're not my dolls yeah like that's one of the like that's kind of really weird, like where it cracks for her
1: yeah she's like nope 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 but definitely
0: it was like it was so it's like
1: heart was a little bit broken yeah there's ugh. i hate mm-hmm. frank churchill so much jane deserves better i do well, like that at least somebody is like somebody besides mr nutley like said that in this version where they're like mm-hmm. Mm, Be good to Jane, okay? I'm going to beat you up.
0: Yeah, especially, like, with, um, and it's one of those, I also liked the gradualness of, like, Emma realizing I don't like Frank Churchill, because it started off as, like, So bad. Alright, not for me but maybe somebody else. Too. Yeah, or maybe
1: I like him. I don't know. I mean like I'm kind of bored without him around. Is this what love is? Do you remember that like being a teenager and just being like, Is this what love is? I don't so, know. Someone gives me attention for the first time. Is this love? Is this what love is? I don't know. Maybe who can say? <laughs> and that's basically what Emma does once once he leaves. Yeah, <laughs> which I just think, I just think that was so funny. So in episode three, Emma teases Mister Knightley about Jane, but he remains tight lipped. Meanwhile, Frank and Emma play a ball, and Emma wonders whether she might be in love with him. Like we were just talking about, but then she's like, Nah, fam. Uh, despite having a wonderful time at the village ball, she decides Nah. Uh, with her matchma- matchmaking officially abandoned, like Dawn is saying, uh, Emma feels cooped up and bored. So Mister Knightley suggests a day trip to Box Hill for a change of scenery scenery and some temporary escape oh my god the box hill trip is so cringy but that doesn't happen until like episode four right yeah mm-hmm. oh god so cringy but oh my god the the ball the scene at the ball was so nice oh. I, love oh. a
0: good, I love a ball scene
1: like, yeah oh, episode three was also the moment where i was like oh right harriet and mr elton exists i forgot about them
0: I kind of liked the fact that, like, because I feel like that's such, like, a driving story factor, so I kind of liked the Mm -hmm. fact that, as much as I do love Harriet, like, that storyline kind of did, was was able to, like, take a backseat.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah I liked that too I also liked how like as the story went like from episode to episode you could see how Emma's face would light up whenever she would see Mr. Knightley like there were certain points where like he would en- enter the room and like they would show Emma's face and she like her face would just light up when she sees him and it was like oh, like I thought that like that that was an actor note and, and a director note but like mm-hmm. that, that was a really nice touch
0: also, can I say that Emma wore a bonnet whenever she was outside because mm-hmm. that's she's what a lady. Because
1: she's a lady.
0: I I like bonnets. I want them to come back someday.
1: I've never worn a bonnet. Well, what if a bee gets in my bonnet?
0: It's made out. It's made out of fabric. You can take it off. It's fine.
1: Okay. Well,
0: we don't have elaborate hairstyles with hair down or butts anymore. It's fine.
1: Correct. True. True. Uh-huh. Oh, God. And then we get... This is the episode where we get to meet Mrs. Elton, who is the worst. Again, Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Elton. Like, I feel like everybody knows a Mrs. Elton. Like, that really pushy bitch. Like, we all know those people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We do. Like, they're the worst. Like, Mrs. Elton is Emma if she didn't have Mr. Knightley to, like, call her out on her BS.
0: Yes. They didn't... Or she's, yeah. <clears throat> what I kind of like about that is because we... This miniseries definitely did, like, set up a lot of parallels for, like, what Emma could have been, who she Mm -hmm. could have been, like, if the circumstances were different. I kind of liked the fact that when it came to Mrs. Elton, they kind of took a backseat to that, just because it was just like, nope, just enjoy this awful character.
1: Yep, yeah, because she, she's so awful. Like, this is, like, she's such a mean girl. Like, also, she, like, she's also, like, that person in college who's, like, we're going to join every club. And, then like, came on, like, really strong at the icebreakers, too. It was, like, I'm going to join every single club. We should start a club. You know whose house... Do you know whose, like, dorm you can host it at? I know who. I'm going to volunteer somebody else's dorm. Not mine, though. But don't worry. I will organize everything. It's, like, please, calm down.
0: And... The, the people who ended stop. up becoming RAs
1: or yeah. orientation leaders yeah and those yeah those people always become or RAs or
0: people who at work meetings where you're just where everyone's just like let's get through this as quickly as possible yeah. are like yeah who's ever doing this presentation is great and you're just like stop
1: yeah please stop questions. yeah stop asking questions I hate you so much yeah mm-hmm. exactly
0: I remember there was my first week of college, my college orientation week, they had a mock class. They all made us read a book, hmm. and then we had to take a mock class.
1: <gasps> yes!
0: And I just remember, like, so many of us, like, had, like, papers, and I was just, doing, yeah. like, I just remember, like, doodling, like, I-, I doodle a lot whenever, like, I pay attention to things. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, these, like, two people who came on so intense that, like, yeah. dominated the conversation. So that's
1: Mrs. Elton. Uh. Yup. It's just like, oh, okay. And like, Mrs. Elton also like would just like I think Emma invites her over for dinner and like some other people. She also says to Mr. John Knightley, her, her her sister's husband, she's like, please be agreeable because he's so he's such a grumpy grump that like their family has to actually say please be agreeable. And he stops just short of saying, I am always agreeable. Screw you! How dare you insinuate that I'm not? I felt that. I felt that in my soul as a Capricorn.
0: I I know I appreciate I love Mr. John lately. I love see
1: I love grumpy characters because they are just so funny to watch.
0: Also, with his kids acting like children, he and people like commenting on that. He's like, What what do you have to say?
1: (laughs) What what was that? I'm sorry I missed it because my children are being annoying. What?
0: No, he was just like, "Stop insulting my children. You try having five.
1: Like, yeah. Oh my god, there's so many children. Oh my and god. So and in their
0: what the yeah. But it was definitely just one of those like dinner parties where like I loved like all of the facial expressions of like we need to get out of here as soon as we possibly can. Yeah, I can't deal with Elton.
1: Oh my god. Mhm. Yeah. But I think oh, it yeah, also then the- like shows that like
0: god. Harriet should not have been with Mr. Elton.
1: Oh, yeah. Harriet, like, not like yeah, it would see, not have been a good you don't match.
0: even see. You don't even want Harriet to end up with Mr. Elton because like, no, you
1: don't.
0: Because <laughs> that's yeah, like, how Har- much. Like, yeah, you're just
1: like Harriet could do better.
0: You're like, oh yeah, Harriet um, dodged a bullet with that. Harriet
1: God. dodged a bullet, and I also like, I also do love how like in every in I haven't seen the movies Emma, but like in the book and in this in, in this mini series, like Emma's just like whoo. Good thing that didn't happen. Oh, boy. That could have been real bad. Yeah. Oh, God. What
0: else happened in episode
1: four? I'm oh, my God. Uh, oh, can we also just talk about how, like, Frank Churchill, like, not only does he keep, like, in episode three, not only does he keep flirting with Emma, but, like, then he, like, keep, then he starts, like, insulting Jane Fairfax to Emma,
0: I feel like that's just so crass like it's
1: just so it's just so me and like it got to the point where Emma was just like please but it's like she like she laughed but like I've like definitely done that (laughs) please stop talking I'm laughing not because you're funny but because I'm really uncomfortable (laughs) please shut up thank you
0: oh yeah it's like it's just one of those of, like, all right, maybe I'm not the best of friends with her, but do you have
1: to be so nasty? <laughs> do, do you have to be a jerk? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, if, if Jane was my friend, I, I would have punched him.
0: Well, and especially because She should have punched him. Emma's, like, almost, like, infuriated when she, like, before she meets Jane Fairfax, and when she meets, she's like, all right, she's actually...
1: She's like, oh. Not okay. that
0: bad. But, like, yeah. it was just more of, like, annoyance at Miss Bates and Mrs. Bates.
1: Yeah, it's just, like, yeah.
0: But it's, like, it's one of those of, like, um, can you not, like... You can, and then, uh, you understand yeah. why Emma's annoyed with Jane, but, like, with yeah. Jane Fairfax. Whereas, like, with, with like, French Churchill, it's, like, why do you not like this person so it's much? like, what is
1: your problem, dude? Yeah, oh my god. And then, oh my god, it was so cute, like, at the, at the ball when... Like, she's talking to Mr. Knightley, and, like, they have their whole thing about, like, oh, yeah, Harry, it's pretty great. Yeah, you know, you would have chosen better for, like, that whole thing. Yeah, Emma, you're pretty great. Emma's like, I want to dance more. And he's like, well, who will you dance with? And she says, you, if you'll ask me. See, ladies, this I is what you got to do. You got to tell the boys that you like them, because they will not pick up the clues otherwise. This this just proves men are dumb. They will not like. I, no I just matter. I just loved how forward she was, and she was just like you. You ask me if you ask me to dance, I'll dance with you. He's mm-hmm. like, oh well, do do you want to do you want to dance? Yes, duh. I just told you to ask that me. That was so cute. It was like... so cute. Oh my god, so cute. Ah. Mm-hmm. My poor husband. I keep telling him about this book. I think, hot I, take, I like Emma and Mr. Knightley more than I like Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy. Oh. I know, I know. I'm starting a Twitter war here. Come at me, trolls. Come at me. Come at me. Follow me. It's Sassy Blonde Writer.
0: I also like the fact that Emma tried to repair the damage she did with Miss Bates. Yes. And Jane. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, my God. Can we talk... Oh, Jesus Christ. Can we talk about... Um, Episode 4 So episode 4 Is when the whole Box Hill thing happens And then Mm -hmm. Emma behaves Very badly Because Frank Is a jerk
0: A bad influence On her basically Oh my god
1: Such a bad influence On her I I do love How Mr. Knightley Like prepared For her father's visit and he was like oh yeah i have my i have my collections all here so that way your your dad can look at them and everything Uh and like i was just like oh that's true love right there it's like preparing for your like loves like your Uh potential suitor or whatever is like but you know what i mean
0: like but she emma like insults Miss Bates who has been like a, a companion oh, to her so sad right to her
1: face. Yeah. yeah oh my god and like I mean like when you read it in the book it doesn't really talk about if Miss Bates like understands how she if that she's being insulted which is one of the things that I kind of like about the book because it does leave it open to interpretation like Dawn's version of Miss Bates, could it could have gone over her head, but everybody else could have fully understood, like, wow, Emma, you just dissed Miss Bates. Like, that was rude. Or, like, but, like, my version of Miss Bates could have fully understood that she was being insulted and just, like, ran off crying or something, or, like, vice versa. And so, like, but, like, oh my god, so, like, seeing Emma be mean to Miss Bates is, like, seeing seeing somebody kick a yappy puppy. Especially, like, Cause she's so harmless. Like she's like a yappy puppy. Yes, she's like kind of annoying sometimes, but she's 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 so harmless. Like, don't don't hurt her. Leave her alone. But it's also like she's just bragging about her niece. Like that's yeah, she's, yeah, and like most of it just comes from and like also like what most of it just comes from a place of like anxiety about her niece's future because she can't provide for her.
0: And like it, it, it's one of those like it's sad because yeah, Jane Fairfax mm-hmm. who. Like Miss Bates clearly, Miss Bates and Mrs. Bates clearly wanted her to become mm-hmm. like mistress of a house, like yeah. get married to like a nice gentleman. Yeah. Like she does have to become a governess, and yeah,
1: like, and you if, can tell that Miss Bates is really upset about that. So you can, like, you can tell that like Miss ba- like the reason why she's so obsessed with her niece is because she feels guilty for having to send her niece away to, like, and, give like, her a better life because otherwise, like, she couldn't provide for her family. Yeah. And I, I do like that when Emma... when Emma goes to visit Mrs., Miss Bates, like, they have that whole moment where... I wrote down what Emma said, um... Because I really liked what she said, where she like just grabs Mrs. Bates' hand and says, "You have friends here in Highbury like myself and my father and Mister Knightley. We are at your disposal. We are all anxious that you do not worry about Miss Fairfax's future." And I think that was like the first time where like the stakes, at least for Jane, were established. Because I mean, Emma doesn't really have any real stakes, but like the stakes are real for Miss Bates and Jane Fairfax.
0: And I think like you see emma realize like oh, yeah this is that was like good the privilege check
1: yeah that was the privilege check and i feel like i feel like emma's already always been aware of how good she has it but like that's like a turning point of like i need to do something good with my privilege
0: and i think it helps her understand harriet's point of view too
1: mm-hmm. like yeah i agree mm-hmm
0: is, like, it's one of those, like, she knows that, like, Harry doesn't have as many opportunities, but still.
1: Mm-hmm, And yeah. so,
0: like, realizing, like, nope, this person who's been praised all my life, like, has to, rather than, like, running a household, like, has to be a governess, like, not of her own accord, but because she has yeah. to, like... Yeah, it's
1: not because she wants to, it's because she has to, yeah. And that's, and, and again, like, Mr. Knightley is the only one who's aware, who, like, has... Mm-hmm the guts to actually tell Emma that. Like, nobody... Everybody else was content to just be like, alright, Emma's being a jerk, whatever. Yeah. Let's like, be to, British and not talk about it.
0: To kind of, like, also to put it into modern perspective, like, I think many of us know, like, one or two friends, like, from, from either, like, high school or college where... While you got, like, at least for me as a listener, like, I grew up in a fairly, like, upper middle class family. Like,
1: Mm -hmm. I got
0: to go to a college that was far away. Like, I got to be able, I had the opportunity to, like, find a career job before Mm -hmm. I took, like, a, like, not that there's any shame in it, before I took, like, a movie theater job. Yeah. But I definitely knew people, like, who had to turn down opportunities because they could not afford them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's like how it's like turning down the unpaid internship because you're like, no, I need yeah. like the real job. I need like to make money. Mm-hmm. That's Jane. Poor Jane. Mm-hmm.
0: But then, like, I love. But then it's okay because at the end, Harriet <laughs> ends
1: up. Yeah. It's okay,
0: guys. Mm-hmm. Well, it's okay for Emma and for Harriet and for Mister Knightley yeah. and Mister Robert Martin
1: yeah but not for frank churchill because he's a jerk and jane could do better i wrote in all caps in my notes jane could do better than frank churchill he's so unlike what a man should be jane is too good for him poor mr weston poor mr weston he's so hurt he must be so hurt by all of this Mm -hmm. all right
0: so we talked about that a lot so Mm, i
1: hate him so much anyway
0: I love, but I love the moment when everyone's just like, oh, Miss, like, oh, Frank Churchill's gonna propose to Emma, and Emma's just like, wait a second.
1: <laughs> he's gonna do what? Emma's like, he's gonna do what now?
0: Hmm? And everyone's like, yeah, this would be perfect for you. And she's like, no, it wouldn't.
1: Emma's like, it would?
0: Mm-hmm. Huh? But that's when she starts to realize that she needs to be with Mr. Knightley. <laughs> oh my
1: god, and Mr. Knightley realizing that he's in love with Emma because he gets jealous of Frank Churchill.
0: Like, there's a many reasons to oppose Frank Churchill, but mm-hmm. the main
1: reason is that he's jealous. Yeah. Just, oh my god. And then he hears about, like, the engagement, and he's like, I have to go check on Emma! And it's like, oh my god, he's a perfect man! <laughs> hmm He is the perfect man! Move over, Mr. Darcy! I'm just saying this to make people mad so they follow me on Twitter. <laughs> No, it's to no. I like Mister Knightley better.
0: I like Mister Darcy better.
1: I like Mister Knightley better, but that's mostly because I'm in Emma and I need someone to call me out on stuff. Um, also, me and Mister I... Knightley have the same style of boots that he has. In, like, I don't know if you noticed those like riding boots that he had that were like all black and then like brown at the top. Like, I was like, oh my <laughs> god, I had those style of boots that he was wearing throughout the entire show, and I was just like, hey fashion mm-hmm. twins. I also mm-hmm. like that it ended, like... It ended with everything getting resolved between, like, Emma and Jane Fairfax where they have... They finally become friends.
0: Yeah, and I think, like,
1: oh, that's so what nice. I actually
0: really like about this version, because I feel like a lot of people gloss over the whole Jane Jane Fairfax yeah. situation, but this really was just like, no, she is just as much as part of the story as yeah, Harriet is. And
1: also, like... You can tell at the end, like, when Emma says, be good to her. Like, she says it, like, in that tone of, like, I'm going to be watching you, Frank Churchill. Because I like Jane Fairfax. I'm going to make sure you treat my friend right. Like, you can tell that, like, Emma's going to be a friend to Jane, and, like, Mm -hmm. she's going to look out for her and make sure that her husband isn't being a jerk. And it definitely is, like,
0: I love that, from the outside, it seems like oh, Frank Churchill saved Jane from being like this governess, but it's actually like nope.
1: Oh my god, can we talk about the privilege check um, that Emma gave to Frank? Because honestly, I like I wasn't ex- so like one thing. One of the things I love about Emma is that the entire story is kind of a privilege check, but. In this particular version, there is an actual like privilege check between Frank and Emma, where Frank is just like, oh, I'm so sick of England. I hate it here. I can't do anything I want. And Emma just goes, oh, you're so sick of being rich and prosperous. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, "What? Are you, uh, but I'm so miserable. My aunt is so controlling. She was just like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to go be poor and be able to do whatever you want? Like what? Like, do you, are you tired of having money? Is basically what Emma says, and it, like, it was it, it was nice because it was like a moment where you're like, ah, yes, Emma does kind of understand how the like Emma does understand how the world works. A little, a little bit, like yeah. better than Frank, obviously, which yeah. is kind of sad because Frank is an idiot. I mm-hmm. know. Uh, I just I like a good like check your privilege, bro. Yeah moment, and that, that was just such a good little exchange, because Frank is a spoiled brat.
0: Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, to end it on a happy note, <laughs> highly recommend this version of Emma. Yes. And alright, so Colleen,
1: anything to plug? Um, are we doing awards or yes or no, or did we decide not to? I don't... Or do we yeah, have anything for the Chamber Pot Award? What is the age difference between Mr. Knightley and Emma? Mm-hmm. I feel like they keep changing it. It's,
0: I feel like at one point it's like literally like seventeen years.
1: Yeah, I feel like at one point they say it's like seventeen years, but then at another point they're like it's seven years and I'm like <laughs> But then the actors are always really close in age. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't matter. So I guess uh, I'd I... give that the Chamber Pot Award.
0: Mhm. Um the Kitty Award I guess goes yeah. Frank Churchill.
1: Yeah hate frank churchill jane could do better most Uh, clueless character i feel like harriet Harriet. yeah creepiest creep award the wickham award frank churchill i would say also frank churchill because
0: mr elton just had no idea what was going on
1: yeah mr elton i liked this version of mr elton i like him just just being clueless clueless. yeah i like him just being an idiot Mm -hmm. i like that Um, a lot better yeah i think that's it yeah i think
0: that's it Alright, so please follow us yes. on Instagram and Twitter at Austin and the A-Train. Please subscribe on Spotify Spotify as well as Apple yeah. Podcasts. Please feel free to leave a review. I enjoy discourse, calling likes Twitter wars. Yes. Um, and you can follow us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Austin and the A-Train. Yeah. And I, my apologies mm-hmm. if I talk too fast for that. Alright. <laughs> Bye. Bye.